a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Management Minute Home Team podcast, the daily podcast for those outcasts working at home during this global pandemic. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Our goal is to make working at home work for you. I'm Scott Hammond. I'm a professor of management in the MBA program, a consultant, and an author. What happens to you when you don't work, when your work is interrupted? Well, this may not be happening to you during the global pandemic, and it may be happening to you, but surely you at least know somebody who's lost their job or whose job has been disrupted by this difficult time. And so knowing how it feels to have a loss of identity, a loss of dignity, and a loss of your network is very, very important. This hit home to me several years ago during the last economic downturn. I was doing a serious writing project at the time, and I found that a good place for me to work was at a local bookstore where there was kind of a cafe. And in that cafe, there were a group of about 10 men that seemed to be there every day. Every time I went there, these same kind of people would wander in about 10 o'clock and talk and and talk and talk and leave about 2 o'clock. The manager didn't like them because they didn't buy things from the cafe. They didn't buy the overpriced coffees and the $3 donuts and things like that. And so he tried to make things difficult for them. But still they would come and show up and drink their water and drink their bring a can of soda pop, their own soda pop. And they would gather books off the shelf, usually books about career and writing resumes and different career advice kinds of things. It was clear that they were unemployed and that they were looking for jobs and they were talking to each other about their job searches. And as I listened into them, I looked into their eyes, I saw this great and profound sadness that these men, and they were all men, these men had been looking for work for some period of time and they had lost their sense of self, they had lost their dignity, and in some cases they would lost their families. One person I talked to said that the hardest thing about losing his job was not the humiliation of cleaning out his desk and walking out of the place where he had worked for eight years. The hardest thing was to come home and to walk into the room and to have to tell his family and his children that he no longer could support them. It was completely and totally humiliating. You see, Unemployment is very much like being lost in the wilderness, and I've already talked about that in one of my podcasts, but it applies fairly well. 
an unemployed person is just like somebody who's walking down the wrong trail or doesn't know where they are. And they don't just not know where they are. They don't know how to know where they are. They don't know what the right place to to go is. And so often you find people who are unemployed, they're very active. They're doing lots of things that people that I was sitting around in this bookstore were very active in doing things, but they were doing all of the wrong things. They were commiserating with the wrong people. They were talking with unemployed people all day, every day. Not employed people who could give them a job. They were being dragged down and and commiserating rather than being lifted up in a positive kind of a way. So the first thing I would say to them is this survival is an insufficient idea for those who are unemployed. You don't want to sit there and say, if I just get a job, if I just get my old job back, if I just get something like that, I will be happy. What you want to do is find something that's better. Reach higher. Do something important and significant. We are not motivated as people by small dreams. And so if we dream small, if we dream adequate, if we dream good enough, then that does not motivate us to get up in the morning and seek. And so seek to turn unemployment into something that is significant. The second thing I would say is think differently to see differently and see differently to act differently. Old solutions are not going to work anymore. The environment that you are working in is not the same as it used to be, and you are someone else. You may have to rethink who you are. You may have to rethink what you do because it may not fit anymore. I saw this a few weeks ago. I was really proud. I went into the store that we go to a lot. Of course, I had my mask and my gloves on, and I was pretending to be all sanitary. But the person behind the mask, behind the cast register, behind the new plexiglass was somebody that I had never seen before. And I said, you're new here? And she said, yes, I'm new here. I just started today. And she fumbled through a very successful but slow typing up of all of my items and checked me out and did a fine job. I said, where did you come from? And she said, I was a swimming coach. I was a swimming coach. And that went away really quickly. And I had to find something else. And now I'm a cashier. She rethought who she was and what she could do because she knew she had to support her family. All of us have to do that. The third thing is see how others see you. The way others see you, the feedback you get from others, from an old professor, from a spouse, from a friend, from a mother, from a father, from an aunt, from an uncle, that is invaluable. They can tell you what you're good at. They can help you see things that you cannot see yourself. So unemployed people need to let go of that shame and the fear of unemployment. And you get that when you talk to those people who are in your support network, who love you and who can see your potential and can help guide that. It's sometimes difficult, but open up those conversations. The fourth thing is you're never lost alone. You're never unemployed alone. You're never out there by yourself. There are other people who are experiencing the same thing or who have experienced the same thing. And they're willing to help and they're willing to reach out to you. I have one neighbor who will rewrite a resume and help coach somebody with a job, upcoming job interview. He will do that for anyone. Fifth thing is that movement creates opportunity. Just get in there and do something. Stay active. Stay moving. Stay doing something. 
I interviewed a person several years ago who had uh, couldn't find work, couldn't find work in his area, couldn't. He was a actually a, an accountant, and but he didn't have the big accounting firm experience, and they weren't interested in him, and he was just having a difficult time, and he was laid off, and difficult time, and he decided that just to fill up his days, he was going to volunteer at the Food and Shelter Coalition for a few hours every week. A few hours every week turned into a few hours every day, and he would unload groceries from a car, and one day a car pulled up. It was a late model Mercedes, high-end car. He began to unload the car and talk to the owner uh, thanked the man for his donations. The man thanked him for his service. And they opened up a conversation. And as it came, this guy was able to tell his story about what he can do and how, how he was. And the man in the car said, I'll give you a try. Be at my office tomorrow, 9 a.m. And that try turned into a really good job, a job that persists today. Lesson number six for me is small things matter and big things don't. When there's no income coming into the home, how can you turn around and think about the small things? Well, small things do make a huge difference sometimes. And some of the big things, that big car in the garage, that country club membership, that those things don't. One of the small things is maybe just a skill, an ability, a technology that you know, something that makes you polished. I have a friend who had a very, very successful career in um, human resources. And towards the end of his career, he was with a company that uh, the company fell apart. And he wanted to work a few more years. And he was looking for another job. And it was a very difficult situation. And he interviewed in several places. But they didn't tell him he was too old. But they really were thinking that he was too old. And finally, uh, he figured out that his ability to edit videotape, which was a hobby for him, might be an asset. And so he started to send out videotapes with some of his training programs on him. And immediately, he got a job offer. Small thing, just a little hobby, but it was the thing that got him the job. Fear can kill you on this. Fear, the attitude of fear, the attitude of scarcity, the attitude that I'm losing my my boat is leaking, I am sinking, I am losing. Those attitudes show up in interviews so quickly. That toxic fear is so available when you come in to an interview, when you meet people, and it is something that repels most of us. So don't have that. Have an attitude of hope. Let go of the fear. Have an attitude of hope that things will be better. And if you have that, then you can really soar in some of the ceremonial aspects of looking for a job. So hope is something that really drives us to be strong when we're looking for a job. And hope is something that you could help. We can all help others who are looking for jobs with. When you're found, when you get that job, when things turn out okay and you're all right, you're forever changed. You will be a different person. You will not be the same person that, with the same job that comes home at the same time. You will be doing something that is completely, partly or completely different. And that partly or completely different will be a good thing. I tell you that the best things that have ever happened to me, ultimately, were the times when I could see that the job wasn't working out and I needed to make some change. 
And so I made some dramatic changes and difficult changes and went to some, in one case, I went to a university that I thought was beneath me and had an incredible opportunity there to build something that I never would have had and I never would have gotten to do. And so I'm, I'm really glad that at least I've accidentally been open to those kind of changes. You will be forever changed, and in retrospect, you will be forever grateful to that opportunity that came your way to change. Thank you for listening to the Home Team Podcast. Each of our daily podcasts is designed to support you while you're working at home during these difficult times. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, what's working for you, what's not. I'd love to hear from you if you're struggling with unemployment. So send me an email. Uh, send me any suggestions for this podcast. Send them to scott.hammond at usu.edu. That's scott.hammond at usu.edu. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In the changing business world, one investment that's sure to pay big returns is education. I love teaching in the MBA program and the online MBA program. It allows people to keep learning and keep growing. So consider an online MBA in the Huntsman School where you can work at home and grow anywhere. I'm Scott Hammond. Hope to see you in one of our classes.